0: Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club. This is your one stop each week to be motivated and inspired to get off the couch and onto the running trail where you can, in turn, inspire others to do the same. Let's learn, laugh, and leap into running together, giving God the glory for what we are able to do in His name. Amen. I am your running host, Dean Thompson. And once again, we are back to our regular format. And that always means sitting across from me is Run For God founder, Mitchell Hollis.
1: So this is not our regular format, Dean. It's for not. those of, for what people don't understand is we've now been here for how long? Hour and 45 minutes. And we haven't gotten this podcast recorded yet. Yeah. Because we've been having technical difficulties. I think the devil is in the computer sitting next to us. He is. But we're going to do it
0: again and we're going to do it We're going to get it done this time. We're going to get it done. So thanks for having me. (laughs) Hey, hey, can you articulate why you run? Uh, More specifically, do you know why you run races? We're going to share a story from a good friend of Run for God that addresses that very topic. Have you ever thought about the idea of creating happiness? We all have the power to do it. How is that? Well, I'm going to share a story inspired by my son, Caleb um in the meantime you know last week we had eden morris in here talking about diet and nutrition and um it's something that you and i aren't great at i've gotten better at it particularly over the last four and a half months i've done a, a pretty fair job of it
1: i uh, mean we understand the principles yeah one reese cup is better than three one, yes one donut is better than three one piece of cookie cake is better than three does it so, depend I mean, on how big
0: that piece of cookie cake is? We won't talk is? about that, Dean. <laughs>
1: Come on. <laughs> but but yes, I mean, she was incredible. I, I learned a lot. It's it's good because you and I don't really focus on nutrition probably as much as we should. You have been in the past several months. Um, but it's good to bring people in who, who that is what they focus on and, and can educate people like you and me and, and our listeners. So uh, she did a great job. Kudos to her.
0: Yeah, her whole idea of relationships and mm-hmm. food. Um, I thought was very interesting right. uh, and certainly something that a lot of folks struggle with so I think that spoke to a lot of hearts Trivia question last week we mm-hmm. had a trivia question I thought was interesting we typically don't like to run on treadmills um, but there's an interesting background to treadmills uh, and so here was the question where, when, and why was the treadmill invented? I did not know this one I know, wasn't it crazy? Yeah So first of all I've heard of a hamster wheel. We've all heard of a hamster wheel. We know what a hamster wheel is. But did you know there was an equivalent for humans at one time?
1: Sounds like a death
0: trap. <laughs> it does. But it was used in prisons, so I guess well, that makes it sense. That explains it, um, yeah. They didn't, I guess, you know, in that day, they probably didn't care nearly as much about prison people in prisons as they do today. Right. Um, anyway, it was, treadmills were invented in order to reform prisoners, it turns out, anyway— they were invented in prisons um, and established way back in 1817 by a guy named Sir William Cubitt. Um, and, and I think it's interesting because um, the, the invention of the treadmill goes back to a time when e- economics wasn't good, right? Mm-hmm. So they had just had this Napoleonic War. Um, the, the economy wasn't good, and they didn't want to – they t- had prison labor – but they didn't want that prison labor to take jobs away from every average day people. Every mm-hmm. average day people. Every Is that average a word? people. <laughs> I don't think that's a phrase. But normal people. Yeah. And so the uh, uh, what they did was they built these treadmills so that prisoners would get on these treadmills. And I don't think they looked exactly like today's do. But the idea was to generate electricity. So they would be on this treadmill and walk run whatever they would do and that would cause a generator to turn and it would cause electricity somehow
1: so what you're saying is i need to get a treadmill and put lane on it and so power our
0: house yeah save some you money you think
1: they would still make those i mean yeah. that sound, that sounds like a pretty cool thing absolutely you know i don't know how much power you can generate from a treadmill <laughs> but the, you you know there's people out there that if it would charge their phone they would, they would be on it <laughs> yes, in a true. heartbeat. so yeah, somebody needs to
0: bring roll that invention back out. yeah, absolutely. so uh, yeah it's, it's interesting that um, treadmills that were have been around for that long yeah I mean that's crazy a crazy thought. And then treadmills um, have also been used um, to uh, as medical uses I just thought about this electricity, was electricity around in 1817? It said it powered the plants. So what I'm guessing is maybe... No, the Industrial
1: did... Revolution was what, mid-1800s mid, mid 1800s or early
0: 1800s? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that it probably actually was turning something in a factory, not necessarily uh, generating electricity. I think I, I'd put those two things together, I think, erroneously. So anyway treadmills have also been used over the years because uh, i know somebody's listening to this and going electricity in 1817 really come yeah, on dude. that
1: doesn't sound right but i don't i don't know
0: yeah yeah um treadmills have also had medical use over the years and they were started to be used at the university of washington in 1952 for the purpose of diagnosing lung and heart conditions which makes sense because as we get on a treadmill and we exert ourselves then we we get to a good measurement of of the lung capacity and heart conditions and what's going on in in that vein. And so,
1: electricity was invented in the eighteen twenties.
0: There you go. It
1: just came to me. There you go. <laughs> Through Google.
0: <laughs> so, Doctor Kenneth Cooper started to study. The Advantages of Aerobic Exercise, um, and it was published in 1968, and so when everybody started to realize that aerobic exercise was really good for us, that's when the idea of the treadmill really exploded as far as exercise goes. There were some that were around before that, but it really exploded when we realized, holy cow, this running thing's pretty good for you.
1: Hmm.
0: And so people decided, well, I don't want to go outside and do it, so I think I'll do it inside. And today, if you go to a fitness center, you'll notice that treadmills are probably the most popular piece of equipment in the fitness center. There's usually many of them lined up so people can run next to each other, I guess, which is cool. One of the cool things about a treadmill is that if you want to run and you want to run eight and a half minute pace and I want to run seven and a half minute pace, we can run side by side and and talk and do what we would do as, as if we were running together, except that our paces are different can't do that outside
1: but still treadmills are no fun i know some people love treadmills but i i personally don't like them i like like being outside you know a lot of people use treadmills because of harsh weather or whatever but i think you and i are both the same in that yeah bring on the harsh weather it Baby. just makes a run feel more hardcore
0: Gotta love a, the hardcore nature yeah, I mean, of you a, get done with a run, run. run and
1: you just it's lightning don't run in lightning but it yep. If there is lightning out there and and you're trying to beat it back, you know, the storm's coming, it's something about that.
0: Gets that heart rate up, that's for sure. It does.
1: I, I remember one run specifically that I was coming back up Cleveland Highway in front of the butcher's market there, and I was going back to Grove Level, and lightning started popping. <clears throat> I somehow found about two extra minutes a mile in my in my speed. Where it, had that lightning not been there, I would have never found that. So uh, it's very motivating.
0: Lightning, the ultimate motivator. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, for us, I guess that that phrase "dreadmill" um, is is a real thing. And going back and realizing where the treadmill started, it makes a little bit it more does. sense now yeah, it's, uh... Uh, where that word may have come from. Um, and and I, yeah, I love running in bad weather. So. I mean, I remember this pad. This year, we had that time where it snowed mm-hmm. three or four inches while we were running, and it was so much fun to run in that snow. We had a
1: bunch of kids out there. I yeah. say, I keep calling these teenagers. Yeah, they started when they were five and six, and we still call them kids. But yeah, these teenagers out there, and it literally snowed three or four inches while we were running, and people were driving by on the road like these two guys are. It's just child abuse. Yeah. but not knowing that these kids had a blast
0: yeah out there doing that and
1: uh they felt hardcore when they got done
0: and coach had a blast with them yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) um i wonder how many people use a treadmill to supplement training i mean i know up north a lot of people do Mm -hmm. because up north it it gets so cold that people want to come indoors um i don't see that a lot in the south as much
1: yeah we're spoiled around here because we do kind of have mild winners you know lane's first race his first triathlon that he does every year is in claremont florida and the people who live in the house in the south have such an advantage because so many of the guys that come down to race that race they haven't even ran on the road or biked on the road yet wow you know the guys from wisconsin and, and on up into the north um because the weather conditions are so harsh there um, that it's, you know, if it's negative 20 degrees, that's not just hardcore. That's stupid, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. to go out in those kind of conditions. So, yeah, yeah I mean, we do have, we, we've kind of got the best of all the seasons here, which is what makes running nice sometimes. But, yeah, up north, I would say this, using it to supplement their exercises. Of course, it gets crazy hot
0: here. So some people, there are a few people who will stay indoors when it gets really hot. Right. I'm not one of those people.
1: Yeah, there's times that I probably should have. Yeah, well, that um, might be too. You know, like the times I've been going to knock on somebody's door to call my wife because I'm just completely. I mean, it's getting dangerous.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's starting so, to weave. But and, even
1: then, yeah. you know, that <laughs> night I'm like, that was pretty awesome. Once, <laughs> once I get some calories back in my body and hydrated again, I was, you know. So, but you know, you and I are kind of wired uh, that way that you know we we kind of relish in that kind of stuff or. Most people don't.
0: Well, but if I recall, maybe two of your longest runs you've ever ran were on a treadmill. And so you hate a treadmill. and yet That's you, why I hate a treadmill. You've run way longer on treadmills than I have.
1: Yeah. You know, I was supposed to run 100 miles on a treadmill one time, and, and I made it to 50 when my IT band kind of gave out on me. And then the other time I just went down, I was, it was my birthday. Or no, it was the day before my birthday. And I was about to turn 40. And I was just going to run a five, so I don't even remember what I was going to run that day. And I got to thinking about my schedule, and I thought, I don't have a whole lot going on today. I'm just, I'm going to run my decade. I'm going to run 30 miles on the treadmill. D- don't know why that <laughs> thought popped into my head, because I hadn't been running a whole lot then. And uh, I think Ava texted you and yeah. said, come come join me. <laughs> yeah, I came down <laughs> you there. You I- some
0: company. <laughs> I did about, I think I did, I don't know, eight or 10 miles on there while you were
1: Doing yeah, yours, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I, 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 yeah, and the other one, the 100-mile the trial, that was for a good cause. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just I, I despise the thought of a treadmill now.
0: Do you think you get as good of a workout on a treadmill?
1: Well, um, I don't know if it's as good of a workout, maybe, but I think it holds you accountable much more because if you set it on eight minute pace guess what you're going to run yeah. you're going to run an eight minute pace there's no slowing down unless you hit that button and then there's then there's that thought well i don't want all these people beside me to see me slow it down yeah so there's that whole thing it's yeah. kind of like running on a highway that we've talked about before it's, you're not going to walk when you're on cleveland highway you're just not because everybody's driving by and going to see you so yeah i think it's it's
0: definitely holds you accountable course i remember being on a treadmill one time at the wellness center and somebody reaching their arm around me and turning my speed up i didn't know who it was and i turn around i look and it's your brother really so uh <laughs> yeah he said you need to pick it up you know i'm i'm running like 658 pace and he's like that's not fast enough i'm like yeah. you
1: can go ahead and jump up here big boy
0: yeah yeah my goodness yeah that was funny that day um yeah, I think the treadmill works different muscles. It's sort of like running on, on the trail versus mm-hmm. running on the road. You you get a little bit more stabilizer muscles yeah. and things. that, And so I think running on a treadmill engages muscles a little bit differently than the road does. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think it's good to occasionally run on a yeah, treadmill. Yeah, mix it up some. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So we have Run Club exclusives, and one of the Run Club exclusives that we've got and that we've been talking about and that is just blowing up the internet is this Couch to Marathon in one year thing, right? Yeah,
1: I don't I don't know what's going on. Um, They're in 10 days. We started uh, this promotion 10 days ago talking about the Couch to Marathon program, and in, in 10 days, over 2,000 people have, have reached out for more information. Wow. And that's insane. But... But there's a, a a dynamic that I can't quite wrap my head around um, you know they're they're responding to the ads that are out there on Facebook. This happens to be a Facebook ads out there and it's 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 just talking about joining us on the Couch to marathon this ad is targeted if you don't know how Facebook ads work um, the reason you see Facebook ads that are for things you like is because Facebook is Big brother and they know you so we we tell Facebook hey target this to people that would be interested in Run for God. So, so we've already narrowed the audience down some then. Well, people click on the ad, which is, okay, you're interested. You clicked on the ad. And then they give us their name and their email address, which tells me you're really interested. Yeah. And then they f- find out more about it. And about um, a small percentage have actually, 5% or less, have actually signed up to take, the Couch to Marathon Challenge, which is which means joining Run Club,
0: yeah,
1: uh, which is only twenty seven cents a day. So it's it's not a financial thing. I know that because this is cheaper than a piece of bubble gum a day. But anyway, so that means like ninety five percent of the people who have given us their information, it's kind of like, you know, somebody compared marketing to dating a long time ago that came <laughs> and helped us with some of our marketing. They said, you know, if somebody Somebody gives you your name and email, it's kind of like giving you somebody your phone number back when you're dating. It, it means there's a really high level of interest there because that's your information. And um, so there's a there's a group of people out there that have given us their information. They've said they like us, but they haven't called us back yet. Well, they haven't went out on that first date. And that first date, mean, that first step is signing up for Run Club and committing to this Couch to Marathon program. I don't know why that is. Um, I think it's because it's intimidating maybe to some. Um, we, we've talked about that there's three groups of people that are going to take the Couch to Marathon program. People who have never run. So there's a lot of those have already signed up, which is incredible yeah. that they have signed up for a marathon because think about it, a marathon is the bucket list item in the sport of running. Everybody wants to do a marathon. So. We have a group of people that have signed up who have never run before. We're going to do it safely. We've already talked about that. We're going to go through the 5K, the 10K, the half, onto the full over 12 months. Um, and it's safe. There's people who are coming back to running. I kind of fall into this category. I haven't mm-hmm. run a marathon in, in several years now. And uh, so I'm coming back in, and, and I'm excited about doing this. And then there's people like you who haven't stopped running marathons. I mean, you're running one next or in a couple months, I think. mm mm-hmm. um, so that's the cool thing about this particular program is we have room for that group of people. People who have never run, people who are coming back to running, people who have still do marathons today. And and we have a we have a pathway for all of those people. But I still don't think that's what's prohibiting most of these people. I think it's we're all procrastinators at heart we see it for every race we put on if you've never been a race director it will make you have gray hair very quick <laughs> because you do all this work you spend all this money on all these things medals you know having the police there and i would say about 80 percent of your registrations come in the last two weeks yep, yep. before a race uh, lane is running a race this weekend and, well, I take that back. We have registered for this race. But normally, I would not have registered for this race because I just wait till the last minute. Yep. I encourage you, if that's you and you're out there listening to this, sign up. Because there's so much you can get out of Run Club right now. Run, Run Club's awesome without the Couch to Marathon. Yeah. So go ahead and get plugged on. You're starting a weekly series next week that talks about what to be doing right now. So if you've signed up for the Couch to Marathon – and you've never run, or you're coming back to running, or you are a runner, you're going to tell those people what they need to be doing right now, because yeah. there's different things for everybody, depending on where you're at in your running career, Yeah. what you can be doing right now. But the biggest thing we're asking people to do is get other people involved.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, this, this club is the greatest accountability group ever. Yeah. But nothing beats a warm-blooded person that you're meeting out there for a run absolutely three four days a week yeah and uh so get get other people involved we had a, a actually the guy that i always talk about that said the reason he joined it, run clubs because he wanted to look better in a speedo <laughs> it's it's so weird that his son at that time was this little bitty kid well him and his son signed up for the program last night
0: <laughs> and great.
1: uh so yeah we were, we were actually talking about that comment this past sunday at work at, at church but yeah yeah. Get get registered. RunforGod.com forward slash marathon to find out everything you want to know. I'm excited. it's the biggest thing we've ever done.
0: Yeah, by, by far. far. Yeah.
1: And I'm crazy excited about it.
0: And yeah. a lot of people are really excited about yeah, it. I've seen some posts it's, where it's, some people are I coming think out we've of We've hit seat. a nerve here. We have. And
1: uh, we don't want you to look back in July of next year and say, gosh, I remember when they were talking about that and I'm seeing all these people's posts now who are doing this. Don't be that person. Yeah. Get signed up because you will not regret it. Absolutely. There is a good chance that you will regret it come July and you didn't sign up. That's so so take the take the plunge, twenty seven cents a day to to do something that's on millions of people's bucket lists.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Become a marathoner in one year. We are sponsored by J Radio, the world's greatest digital music platform. Social media? Nope. Grocery store tabloids? Nope. The newspaper? Not usually. The national news? Are you s- Is there any media source these days that only shares a positive message? A lot of the media we take in each day can be pretty negative. Why not make the decision right now that your music will only be positive? Sign up for an account at jradio.com today and download the app in your app store. With music for every moment and
1: entirely positive Christian message, it'll be nice to hear things going right for a change.
0: Hey, don't forget that you can send questions to dean at runforgod.com. you got training questions. You've got questions about the Couch to Marathon program. you got questions about whatever it is running related. Um, send them to dean at runforgod.com. Love to interact with folks and uh, get to get to learn about you. Um, I hear some great stories through there. So uh, certainly send us, send us questions. Uh, if you don't know about Run for God, go to RunForGod.com to learn more or RunForGodRunClub.com so that you can learn more about what Run Club is about because we think that once you're in Run Club, once you understand it, once you've been part of the Facebook group, once you've done all of the things and, and listened to the podcast and watched the videos, and we feel like you'll go, wow, this, I've been looking for this for a very long time. So. Uh, And don't forget that we'd love to hear your story. Everybody has a story. And we want to hear yours because there is somebody out there that is in an earlier stage of your story that needs to hear your story to know that there's hope. And so as as mundane as you may think your story is, there's somebody out there who needs to hear it. So go and share your story at RunForGod.com or RunForGodRunClub.com so why do you run terry price uh shares his passion with us terry let me tell you has some passion This guy, I talk to him every once in a while. He'll just call me out of the blue every once in a while, and we'll talk. And uh, he's got this passion for not just for running, but for people, for ministry. Um, He's talked with me a lot about his church and how his church has evolved and changed over the last few years. Um, He's gone through some serious injuries that he's had to deal with. He's gone through some other personal things that are very – that that are tough on people in general. But there's one thing about Terry is – he always stays focused on God. Um, and that carries him through all of these things. And he always keeps a, a smile despite his circumstances. Terry Price is from Uniontown, Ohio. And his story is called, Why Do I Run? Why do I race? That's an interesting question I ask myself all the time. I mean, it's not for money or big prizes. At 5'10, and a stealthy 200 plus pounds, I doubt I will ever place high. Maybe it's the great eats sometimes, but to be honest, I find that since I have been running the longer races like a marathon, by the time I finish, all the food is gone. I feel lucky if they haven't all packed up and left by the time I get to the finish line. And don't get me wrong, I know why I run. I love running because it clears my mind, fuels my body, it gets my blood rolling. I really believe that if I chose not to stop, that I could go Forrest Gump and keep on going. (laughs) Running motivates me. But why race? It costs money to enter these things, and I'm sure that if I wanted to give my money away, that there are many easier ways to do it. I guess I race because I belong. I'm a runner and I love hanging out with other runners. They are also, they are they are some of my favorite people. I love the encouragement and being the encourager. I also race because I can. It's a privilege to run a race. To even run at all is a blessing, and I don't take that for granted. I love the excitement and the joy in everyone's face as we get ready to start. I love the fact that perfect strangers who are standing on the sides of the road watching will sometimes cheer me on. Most of all, I race because invariably people look at this slow old guy and I think they wonder what makes me do it. Why would I want to subject this 50-year-old body to the pain and pressure of a race knowing I'm not going to place in my age group? Or knowing that a marathon that takes them three hours might take me seven. They wonder. And and on the off chance they ask how I do it, I get the chance to tell them. I can tell them that without my dependence on my heavenly father, I could not go another step. And I tell them how many times during these runs, when I'm alone, I get to have the greatest conversations with him. At the end of the day, when I'm done, I am reminded of his words in 2 Timothy 4, 7, and 8. I have fought the good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not only to me, but unto all them also that love his appearing. You see, my friends, on my own, I could never go on and run the race, on the course or in life. But the honest truth is, I run this race with God. So I have already won. So if you're ever out there and thinking to yourself, why do I run this race? Think of me and why I race. Maybe, just maybe, it will give you the inspiration to find the joy in the race that I have found in my running running races because I run for God.
1: Man, that's an awesome story. I, I've never—I don't think I've ever got the chance to talk to Terry. I think you—you mentioned you talked to him a couple of times, but I've, I've heard you talk about him. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I hope to—I hope to get to meet Terry one day.
0: I'm sure that you will. He's a guy. He's just full of life, and and he's just an average guy, right? He's just this. I mean, you look at him and you look—that's <clears> that's America. That's the average guy. Um, we don't have to be super fast or a Bible scholar to uh, to stand out. Uh, why have I mentioned Terry to you? Because he stands out, right. right?
1: Yeah, I mean, he to Terry, we talk about this all the time. To Terry, his story is not incredible, but to me and you, I mean, I, I've never seen Terry, but five, ten, two hundred pounds, that doesn't that doesn't trigger runner in my head. Yeah, but yet he's a runner. Yeah, and he's a proud runner, and he inspires people as a result of that, not because of his speed. But because of his dedication, his work ethic, all the things that come as a result of being a runner, which is ahead of speed. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it's just it's 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 an incredible story.
0: And he shares some scripture scripture passages here, and we already read one of them in within the context of the story. But Second Timothy four seven <laughs> and eight. I have fought. A good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not only to me, but unto all them who also love his appearing. You know,
1: if you listen to this podcast a couple weeks ago, we talked about, I mentioned that um, Lane and I were kind of not debating, but discussing treasure in heaven. You know, mm-hmm. people always say, lay your treasure up in heaven. And, and Lane, you know, Lane is a very good question asker. And mm-hmm. he doesn't let the questions go until he gets an answer to his satisfaction. And so he asked me the other night during our, our Bible study time, we were reading through, I think we were in Revelations or First Peter. I don't, I don't remember. But he said, "What what is treasure in heaven? And you know i've been always been pretty transparent. I'm no Bible scholar, and I don't even act like I know everything about about the Bible because i don't and um but I try and so when i when I get questioned i like to I like to dig in and try to get the answers and and I have come to the f- realization through the years that there's some things we will just never know mm-hmm. but that shouldn't stop us from trying to get the answers so um so I started researching a little bit about Treasure in heaven, and what does that really mean? And um, the Bible is is there's several verses that, when referring to treasure in heaven, just like in this verse, it references a crown. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, James one twelve talks about the crown of life. First Peter five four talks about the crown of glory. Revelations three eleven talks about your crown. Mm-hmm. And so. It talks about a crown as something. It, it puts something tangible that we are going to get when we get into heaven, and so so then becomes the question within: what what should our motive be? Which is kind of what Lane's question was going to: what should be our motive in getting getting treasure in heaven? And uh, and then somebody diverted my attention to in Revelations 4 chapter I mean I'm sorry Revelations chapter 4 verse 10 it says the 24 elders fall down before him this is John when he's getting a glimpse into heaven Um, fall down before him who sits on the throne and worships him who lives forever and ever and they cast their crowns before the throne Mm. so do I think that the treasure is an actual round crown Probably not, maybe so i don't I don't know there's no basis for that, but i don't I don't know that it's really a round crown, but it doesn't matter because no. our motivation for getting treasure in heaven should be that we're gonna we're gonna turn around and give that treasure back to God we're gonna use it to glorify and worship God at his appearing because we are gonna see. God, we're going to see Jesus when we get to heaven, and we can't—that's why I say some things we'll just never know, because we cannot imagine here on earth what that's going to be like. Think to the greatest day ever in your life, and that's going to look like a miserable day compared to what we're going to do in heaven. So you know I like to try to come back and update people on some actually some some listeners emailed in and they had some really good thoughts and yeah. and I do I love these kind of discussions where I don't know the answer and yeah. maybe we won't know the answer uh, I think this this these verses really point us to some hints but it still doesn't it still doesn't just clear it all up yeah. you know Lane's still not satisfied that it's just real clear but but I think he's come to accept that we're just not gonna understand this because God is very He's he's very forward with us in that sometimes his thoughts are just higher than our thoughts.
0: Yeah. Many times. And I think about things like um maybe your crown is what you're gonna offer to God is the five K challenge book. That's that's that is something that you've used that's for That's pretty glory. deep. Maybe, maybe when I get there, mine is going to be somehow in some manifestation of my running ability that, that I've tried to use uh, for his behalf. You know, we don't know what heaven's going to look like, and we only think in earthly terms. So we think about this round gold crown, and maybe—
1: And the reason I think that that's not reality, the reason I don't think it's really a crown is because— that's too earthly. Yeah. I mean, think yeah. about what the Bible says that the streets are paved with in heaven.
0: Yeah.
1: Gold. Yeah. Well, that's the most precious thing on earth, and we're just like, oh, it just couldn't get any better in gold. But that's their asphalt up there. <laughs> yeah. People walk on it. So that, that that's one of the reasons that I don't think it's actually a crown. That's just yep. a symbol because God knows that here on earth we will never be able to understand what is really going on up there? Yeah. No matter how you, you, you can't explain it. There's yeah. something you know, there's some things you just can't explain. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, it smells like the taste. <laughs> I don't know why that popped in my head, but there's just some things you you really can't put into words. Yeah. yeah. And I think everything about heaven, God just He can't put into words and and wrap our simple minds around around it so yeah I, i'm fine with that yeah. I, I understand that it's going to be better better than anything here on earth um so treasure in heaven if you got any more thoughts on it e- email us i love seeing the emails
0: well one of the go back to second timothy it, the one of the great things about this verse is that this these are some of the last words this is the last chapter in the bible that we know that paul wrote and so um, this is at the end of his life basically he's got a death sentence he's Mm -hmm. going to be executed and he's writing these positive words how awesome is that you know right now we're going through this election process and maybe by the time um we this airs and there'll be a decision completely made we'll know exactly which direction we're going but right now half the country is is about to commit harikari right we've got
1: (laughs) i don't even know what that means i don't know what you just said (laughs)
0: Harikari. Is that a baseball announcer? That's a Japanese phrase for commit suicide. Who's Harry Carey? Oh that's yeah, Harry Carey is a baseball announcer. Oh, I thought that's what Heart, you said. Harikari is different. My bad. No, it's, it's, uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Chasing uh, that act, rabbit.
0: They're acting like we're we're in the War of the Worlds broadcast where the world is gonna end because we have aliens coming in and and everything's gonna be destroyed. But let me assure everybody who's listening out there, God oh. Is still in control, right? I mean, let's put some faith in God for a change, rather than elections.
1: And, and God has a plan that will be worked out perfectly through both Joe Biden and Donald Trump.
0: Yeah, I,
1: I don't know how this is all going to play out. I'm, I've 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 about got a headache at this point from even <laughs> I, I've I've just turned the news off the past few nights because I'm mm. I'm tired of it. Yeah, I'm, I think everybody in America is is tired of it, but. Look at Paul. I mean, Paul is, he knows that his days are numbered and he has joy. And that can only come from a person who understands that as bad as things are about to get, right here, he he knew that it was about to get bad in his life. Mm-hmm. But he understood that in a blip it's going to be what what we can't describe he, yeah. he understands it and that can only come from a person who has hope and faith and trust that jesus christ is who he says he is yeah and i believe that and i just i hope that if i were in that same situation well, we kind of are in that same situation and I know that I don't respond as well as Paul did. You know, I, I say we're in that situation. We're in this situation with the election, and, and you and I banner back and forth, and I think we get too consumed with it because yeah. we we think that's the in-all be-all. You know, yeah. it's th- th- this is it. Whatever happens here is going to just determine the rest of history, and it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not because— because God is on the throne. God is in control and ultimately this is all going to be worked together for his good. Yeah. And we need to hang we need to hang our hat that you talked about last week or 2 weeks ago on that fact.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: not on an election, a politician or a political party.
0: Absolutely. One other thing I like about this verse is this is this is Paul saying, I have fought the good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Wouldn't it be great if we can all utter words like that at the end of our lives? Uh, Man, that's the goal. He's so bold about it mm-hmm. um, because he knows. He knows he was that focused. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's who we're all supposed to be.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like you, you hear people that run a marathon. You hear some pros, and, and it's always – it's I love to hear, and it's so satisfying to hear pros or people on, on a platform say, "I gave it all I got." Yeah, I just I got beat today, yeah. and I love to hear that because so many times in our society it's, "Well, the weather was bad or yeah, I got a cramp." Or, what, what, whatever?" And I, I'm always big on telling my kids and, and the kids that we've coached in the past, just say it. Mm -hmm. I got beat there's nothing wrong with that I gave it all I had and I just got beat I will do better next time Um, yeah
0: our next scripture passage is from Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 we've all heard this one before trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight (laughs) you know there's three things there He says, he says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, Mm -hmm. lean not on your own understanding, and then in all your ways submit to him. Mm -hmm. And then he will make your path straight, right? It's we have to do those things before our path is made straight. We like that first one. Actually, we like half the first one. We like the trust in the Lord, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We can do that part. That part's easy. Um, With all your heart, it starts getting a little more difficult. But then, when you get to the lean not on your own understanding, that's where we kind of we just blow through those last two, right? Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, how many times do we take that verse and we 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 change it? We say trust in the Lord with all your heart, unless you need to lean on your own understanding. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I we in my small group last night, uh, I I work with some high school boys at church, and we were talking about Martha again. You know, we talked about her on this mm-hmm. podcast a few weeks ago and that she she was just like we are you know when when she sent for jesus to raise lazarus her brother from the dead man she had incredible faith she had she was trusting in the lord with all her heart all her heart yeah that 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 jesus could raise lazarus from the dead jesus took a few days to get there and then when jesus shows up martha's like what the heck jesus he's dead now if you would have came when i sent for you he and I'm paraphrasing here. But her her she hard. was leaning on her own understanding at that point. Faith right. was gone and it was like I'm I'm being real here Jesus. And then her faith shoots back up as they start to make their way to the tomb and he asked, "Do you think basically do you think I can raise Lazarus?" And she's like, "Yes. You you can do this." And then he goes to roll the stone away and she's like, "Whoa whoa whoa Jesus, that's going to stink. You know, we're in the middle of <laughs> back down to the bottom the desert here what are you doing that's that's going to stink well she went back to the bottom yeah just yeah. like you said she was her understanding of the situation and then Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead and that shot her back up for sure but we do this absolutely we do this every single day when we try to introduce our logic into god things we mess up and we go off the tracks and I do it every single day. And it's why we have to stay in the word and talking to God because just like we talked about a while ago, we just can't understand everything. But if we stay close to him, we don't have to understand everything we can truly trust.
0: That is true. Yeah. Yeah. I like the phrase in there where it says with all your heart, because it's like somebody who um, is in a race and we always ask, did you run as hard as you could? And nine times out of ten, you hear, yeah, I was, that was all I had. Right. And the truth is, is that a lot of times it's not all you had. You convince yourself that that was all you had. But the truth is, it's a lot harder than that. It's a lot harder than just... I, I've always said, you can give all you've got in a race once or twice a year. And, and yeah. I think that's about it. I think yeah. other than that, you're always a little bit short of that. So... Um, that's interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, in the running world, it's going to say something like, you know, trust in your training. Yeah. And yeah. lean not on what your body is telling you. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what we do in a race, right? Yeah. You know, we get to the point where it starts hurting, and something inside of us is saying, if you keep doing this, you're going to die. Yeah. Well, we know that that's a very, very, very slim chance. But that's our understanding and that's that's our human nature that's why we that's why we fail yeah because adam and eve's understanding of the situation in the garden of eden was flawed that's right and that's what got us into this mess
0: that's and
1: so yeah yeah we we've got to stay plugged in to god and what his word says to get this concept
0: yeah and then of course uh the the third scripture passage is Philippians 4.13 which we're all familiar with. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We just talked about this verse and how it's not the verse isn't the way that most people use it doesn't mean that. right? right. This all things doesn't mean well then okay if I can do all things through Christ then I can run a sub two hour marathon. I think I'll do that next week. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't mean that.
1: Right, and all you got to do is back up a few verses to realize that it's talking about, I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. I can be content with a little, and I can be content with a lot. And my contentment, my trust in God is not based on the earthly things, the earthly treasures that we just talked about there again. It's not based on that. It's based on a trust in Jesus Christ an and understanding and a belief in faith that whatever happens, whatever happens, whether you're dirt poor or your 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 coffers are overflowing, that whatever happens is to the good of those who trust God.
0: Or whether Joe Biden is president or Donald Trump is president. Right. All things. All things. All things.
1: But We've got people running around here with their hair on fire right now mm-hmm. because they're not trusting in this statement. And and I I'll have to be transparent. I have Probably. I have got caught up in that. You and I we uh, get caught up in that mm. sometimes. But there again, all you have to do is turn around. That's darkness where we start going. That's yeah. darkness when people's hair are on fire and they think the world's ending turn around, there's always a light behind
0: you. That's right. And that
1: light's Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, yeah. Question one. What are some roads that you're facing in life that you just can't face alone? Um, there, there's so many major life things that, that we, can, we can talk about here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, as soon as I read this question, my mind went back to 2008. You know, my background is, is construction, construction, development and if you don't know what happened in 2008 it was the housing crisis mm. and uh, my family we were facing some enormous financial catastrophes and I I don't understand how people go through those types of things. For me it was a financial crisis for some people it may be a health crisis for some people it's it's a family divorce or or whatever ever there's all kind of crises out there i mean during 2008 there were people jumping out of buildings yeah because their hope was in the housing market
0: yeah
1: and i thank god every day that that i mean i my living was in the housing market but that's not where my hope was yeah and and I remember sitting in my church during the middle of the day with nobody there sitting in the sanctuary just pleading with God, "Tell me, tell me why? Why is this happening?" And he brought me through it. But yeah. I can't imagine not having that outlet there to voice my frustration. I mean, I was I was upset with God. I'll be completely transparent. Yeah. But God was there to listen. Yeah. I mean my kids get upset with me all the time. Yeah. And and sometimes they let me know and I'm there to listen and but what do I do once they stop talking? I say, Okay, here's what we need to do. Here's yeah. what you need to do mm-hmm. And I can't imagine not having that. Yeah. And so if if you're out there and you're dealing with something crazy and you think that somehow you happened upon this podcast and you don't have a clue what Dean and I are talking about, go to runforgod.com forward slash Peace with God. It's its called that for a reason, and it's because of the word mm. peace. Peace is not something that happens to you. Peace is something you choose. Yeah, And that choice is made through the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. And So if you're out there and you're listening to this, please go there. Runforgod.com forward slash peace with God and learn more about this peace that we're talking about.
0: I think about two things of this question things that you can't face alone because I think about the loss of a job you know I had a a job loss situation that I went went through and there were actually two stages Mm -hmm. to to being able to be helped but I remember being alone my wife going to work Mm -hmm. and me sitting at home Mm -hmm. and I remember some of that some of that time wasn't pleasant it was Mm -hmm. no fun to go through all that I felt sorry for myself at points that um You know that it it was it was bad at times but my wife being the godly woman that she is um handled it so well she knew it was a struggle for me even though i wouldn't say it i wasn't Mm -hmm. gonna say it out loud i didn't i didn't say this is a struggle for me right but she knew right and so the way she handles she had so much patience for me because there were times when i wasn't pleasant to live with for, for part of that time and uh uh, and she was so good, so I had I had that help, and then of course it, it finally got to a point where I, I was I was you in the church, saying God, what in the world is going on here, um, and He's there.
1: And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. There's no. nothing wrong with getting upset with God and yeah. saying why and crying out. I mean, that's God wants us to do that. Yes. He it, it talks about voicing your pleas to God let yeah. your let your requests be known sometimes that's in a loud voice yeah and upset and and that's okay
0: yeah
1: cuz god is the god of our frustration yeah he he's there in every situation and yeah i mean we've dug some old stuff up here but yeah. it's it's good i mean because <laughs> you is. look at it you look at it now years removed from it and and i can almost put myself back in that church pew and i can almost feel those feelings that i was feeling then and I can thank God right now that he yeah. was there. Yeah. And I look back at it now and I think what was I even worried about? Yeah. And it's just incredible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think about how many times you see people go through tough times and you you see the connection of either people who were there uh in the case of my wife who was this this godly influence that that kept you grounded and pointed in the right direction. Um Or a direct connection with God, where Mm -hmm. they went straight to him. Um, Even people who, I've seen it a a, a lot of times, where somebody gets to their lowest point, they don't know who Christ is. And it's at that point where they they find out who Christ is.
1: Well, let me ask this. How how much are you going to grow as a runner if you're always running in zone two, where it's comfortable? It's a walk. Zone two is a good brisk walk. How much better of a runner are you going to be? Yeah, not much. You're not. We get that. We get that concept that you have to get uncomfortable and hurt in the sport of running to get faster. But for some reason, that concept just slips our minds (laughs) when we're talking about God. Very few times can I point to, if any, I'm sitting here trying to think, of times that I've gotten really close to God when everything is just great. Yeah. If anything that is when well, I'm too busy for my quiet time today. I've got all these great things going on, yeah. and I just can't fit it in. No, it's in the fire yeah. when we really get close to God. It's mm. in the fire. It's when it, we're hurting that we get faster as a runner. In and, and so many areas of our lives, we, we accept that concept. Yeah. But with God, we want everything to be good. God said pick up your cross daily. That is not a picture of a walk in the park. No. That's a picture of the hardest run you've ever done in your life. Yeah. And Paul, <laughs> I mean, R- Ryan Hall's one of the greatest examples of a of a modern day runner who who modeled this concept in the sport of running. Yeah. Paul was the Ryan Hall of yeah. the spiritual life, and he's been the best example in history that he he he. <laughs> he was joyful in his affliction, and yeah. that, is, that is so contradictory to everything we're taught in society. That's right. But that's what we're called to do.
0: That's exactly right. The second question, what are some ways that you can trust God with those problems? You know, <laughs> we have these election cycles, and um, th- this, is, this is the way I've always said it, is I don't care as a politician what you say. Mm-hmm. I just don't care what you say, I care what you do because that's what the, that's and it's that way with people too right you meet somebody and you know people we all know that person who says one thing and then over here they're doing something completely different than what they're saying um, and I think that in in order for us to trust God with those problems we have to see what God does and we have to be grounded in the things that we know are true and not the things that people say and all this fluffy stuff that's not not true um the world is full of politicians so is, how, do,
1: how do you know how do you know if that most career politicians are lying their mouth is moving <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> wow man i thought i was gonna get you on that one
0: yeah uh yeah i mean it's just yeah it's just it's part of it's and and a lot of it's not lying it's just sensationalizing in a lot of cases yeah. and that, you know what that's okay which steps into which steps into close to lying it it does yeah. and that, but that's a thing it's that's dishonest a thing. marketing marketing is right. uh, is a thing that that's you know the idea is to pull at your heartstrings and make you think a certain way i get all that that's right. i i get why they do the things that they do But it doesn't matter what I say. The the marketing campaign means nothing if the product on the other end of that marketing campaign is garbage. Right. And so um, it's not what we say. Which
1: is why, I mean, like in Run For God, we use marketing. We we encourage people to sign up for the Couch to 5K Challenge. We say that almost anybody can do it. But we always come back to, here's why we can say that. Because… 200,000 people have gone through this and here's here's a list a mile long of the people that it's changed their lives. But so many so many people out there today put out the promise. Yeah. And they don't put up the action behind it. And yeah. that's that's why it is so important that when we deal with people that we don't not not saying we don't trust what they say, but we need to put more weight into what they've done. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and that's with our politicians, that's with people that we allow to interact with our kids that's for so many areas of our lives that put more weight there but today in our in our in our social media age we we go with just what something says and you know i I tell my kids all the time you know abraham lincoln did say that everything on the internet is true (laughs) and and they they get tired of hearing that now but we've got to learn to look at people's actions and not listen to the words. Yeah, you're dead I, on.
0: I learned that through, through running and watching and a- asking athletes, are you going to run as hard as you can today? And them saying yes, and then watching them run and go and realize they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And we do the same thing with our, with our spiritual walks. We say we want to follow God, but in the background, are, are we pleading with God to, mm-hmm. to show us what that means and to show us what it means to be a follower of Christ? Or are we just saying that that's what we want to be, but we're not really trying to figure it out?
1: And and you got to take radical action for that to happen. Yeah. I mean, you've got to. There's things you have to cut out of your life. It's Mm -hmm. it's yeah. It's like saying I want to I want to lose 25 pounds, but I got a bag of donuts in the cabinet. (laughs) That what you're saying doesn't match up with what you're doing. That's right. And we, we, yeah.
0: And I know that's, I, we, we got off of Terry's question we substantially <laughs> uh, because the, the question that Terry asked is a very personal question. Right? It is. It's, it's, a, it's a question that only you can answer about yourself. So, um, but I think that was interesting discussion. Anyway, question three, in the hard times, what are some ways that we can keep moving?
1: When I read this question, I thought, and, 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 and Terry, please hear my heart when I say this, it's the wrong question. Uh, Because sometimes we need to stop. Yeah. And a lot of times for me, you know, I've talked about outrunning the coverage sometimes, and I get out there and I'm in the dark, and I I have to turn around and come back because I've outrun God. Yeah. As weird as that may sound, Mm -hmm. but for me, for me, that's not the right question. For some, it may be, but for me, the question is, or the statement is, sometimes I just need to stop and listen and quit focusing on what I want to do and start focusing on what God is already doing.
0: Well it goes back to that Martin Luther quote that we've, we've talked about a few times on this podcast that Martin Luther once said I've, I've got so much to do today sure. that I've got to spend more time in prayer to be, get ready for that day. Yeah it's great that we've got all those things to do um, but in order to keep, I think this is where what you're saying and what Terry are saying are the same thing, in order to keep moving -hmm. We have to spend. We have to slow down, in order to get the energy to keep moving. Right? You look at Paul, um, and who Paul was, and and the way that he just didn't matter his circumstances. He was positive, uh, and reflecting on the goodness of God just before he was about to be executed. Times don't get any tougher than that. I mean, they just don't. Uh, So, and as we've said, when 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 we're down. That's the time we need God the most.
1: but it's also the time that we can grow the most.
0: That's right, that's right that's right and um, <laughs> and we need to get close to him in the good times in order for him to be close enough in the bad times. Now we can turn around and he's there but it makes that uh, relationship so much stronger if we're if sure. we're strong in the good times. There is power in people's stories.
1: It's a challenging time. What do you do when everything you believe about God is being tested and God doesn't look like the good father that he says he does? You've got layers and layers and layers of hate in your heart. It it takes God to clean it out.
0: Your story can help encourage others around the country, just like these stories have. You can walk through a simple process of sharing your story with the Big Share app. Download the Big Share app in your app store to start sharing hope with others.
1: So we've talked about why to get people involved in Run Club. We have an ambassadorship program where you can sign up to become an ambassador because it's more fun to have people around you doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have this ambassador program. You can go on, if you're a Run Club member, you can log in and you can sign up to become an ambassador. So what's that do? We give you a lot of cool stuff to, to put out there, post, social media post. Um, but you can also... Uh, we give you a code that people can sign up for Run Club through, and they get 30 days free. So you're you're giving somebody 30 days free. And every month we're going to take the person who has recruited the most members to Run Club, and we're going to give them a prize pack. It's going to have a uh, 90 days free to J Radio, and it's going to have a you're going to have your own playlist. On j radio which is pretty cool i mean how many people could say they have their own playlist you have yours holly has hers i don't even have one on j radio yet
0: because eventually I mean, we'll have a run for god channel r-
1: as soon as my playlist gets up right. they're telling me they have get to have the three,
0: get the let out
1: i know <laughs> loud and clear dean i get you so by this time next week i'm going to say it right now by this time next week i will have jared my playlist And so we will have the Run for God channel. So all that to say, you can have your own playlist on J Radio with your name. And you can tell all your friends, hey, guess what I've got? I've got my own playlist on J Radio, the world's greatest Christian music streaming platform. So you get those two things. And you also get a Run for God prize pack, which is going to come with some really cool goodies. I've seen some of them. Lane was actually wearing a brand new jacket last night a run club jacket that i think people are going to be flipping out about because he was you yeah. know how picky lane is on yeah. his running apparel and he loved it it's got the thumb holes and oh, all wow. the cool stuff on it so a lot of cool things in the run for god prize pack so first of all you got to be a run club member go to runforgodrunclub.com sign in and click on the ambassador tab we've had i actually had one come in while we we're sitting here uh doing this podcast And get signed up become an ambassador recruit your friends and win some cool things
0: that is so awesome and now it is time for Dean's thoughts and that is a time when I share something I've written about the intersection between running and faith so here's the question do we create happiness for us or for others well we definitely have an impact on others and I'm gonna share a story and it's called creating happiness My son Caleb said something to me one day that hit me really hard. You see, he works at a body shop and provides estimates and talks with customers that come into his shop. He is often the first person and sometimes the only person they will see. We were talking one day about a particularly irate customer. This particular customer was yelling at him while he calmly listened and tried to assuage his feelings, being careful to be honest, but compassionate. His boss, the owner of the shop, came out after listening for a few minutes and asked the guy to leave the shop. He was not going to allow anyone to talk to his employees that way. After the guy left, my son said, I had that. His boss said, well, I really don't want anyone talking to you that way. I know, but it was going to be okay. I'll tell you what, let me take care of what's going on out here, and if I need you, I'll come get you my son said his boss left him alone after that everything has been fine customers by and large leave happy i asked him why he felt so strongly about treating people that way and this is what he said i figure that by the time people come to me they've had a bad day if they get upset it's really not me they're upset with they may not be hurt but we know at the least that their car is damaged. Sometimes it's not the car owner who I'm talking to, and it's the person who was in the wreck that is in the hospital. If I can make their day better in any way, that's what I want to do. You know, running makes me happy. I love to do it. Sometimes I can't tell you why. I just know I do. And then there's other times where I could list a thousand reasons. It's a funny thing. As runners, we have a choice to be happy in what we're doing or not we can choose to enjoy it whether it's a good day or not it's that's kind of how running is right we have those who do it because they know it's good for them and those who are less concerned with the physical benefits many of us just do it to maintain our sanity running is selfish that way it can be very inwardly focused in fact That's how Run for God was born, from the recognition that running in and of itself is all about us. But what we have learned from the Run for God story is that it doesn't have to be. There is no reason why my son needs to be fixated on the customer like he is, other than his own satisfaction to be kind to another human being, to put himself in their shoes and treat them like he would want to be treated. Is that what we do? When I'm out for a run, I like to smile, wave, say hello, and just generally interact with the people with whom I come in contact. Most of the time, we're just passing by and it's no more than a wave. But one day, I may be face to face with that person with the opportunity to share Christ with them. Do you think that wave or the smile might persuade them to listen to the presentation of the gospel a little differently? Well, I would say so. My son shared that story with me a couple of years ago. I talked with him on the phone as I was writing this and shared it with him. He had no idea that the story had impacted me. He could barely remember the story. Here's the bottom line. You have no idea whose life you're having an impact on. There are likely people who you have helped that you, ha- that you don't even know about. That's why it's so important to be kind every day. As a runner, you probably see more people than average while you're out on the road, track, or trail. You never know when a well-placed hello or a smile might make a difference in someone's life. You may even be face-to-face with that person one day sharing Christ. The Bible says in Matthew seven twelve, Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. We know it is the golden rule. What do you want to see when things are down and life seems to be beating you up? You want positivity and kindness from others. And what do you want to see when things are going well? <laughs> well, you want positivity and kindness from others. Be kind. It's what everyone wants. It seems to me God's word is right on track once again. So convicting.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's just, I need more Caleb in my life (laughs) yeah yeah i mean that's just i remember you telling me that story a while back i'm glad you put it into words it's just a an incredible story and kudos to caleb and isn't it funny that he barely even remembers the story yeah that's what makes it even more impactful is that's just who he is right so that wasn't like something special he did that day just came out of who he was
0: yeah and, and if there's anything more that you can be more proud of, and you've you've been through it with Lane, yeah. you've seen times where you're just so proud yeah. of the way he behaves, and acts, and uh, and and so proud that God has instilled in them these these things. Um, do you think about people when you run by them? I do because I'm like you. I'm a waver.
1: Yeah, uh, I love to. I, I love greeting people. That's what I like to do at church and and I I like interacting with people. That kind of comes natural to me. Yeah. For some people it it doesn't. Um But yeah, I think I think any time we can do those just little things. I, I think I mentioned we talked about it on the way up here. I was I was late to meet you. Yeah. And uh, cuz I got tied up with a guy on the job site, a concrete finisher, and he was he was just Telling me about his dad and, and this this simple th- act of this this guy asking me and this was a this was a typical job site guy that mm. concrete finisher you know foul language going around but this guy pulled me aside asked me to pray for his dad mm. and um, this led into a whole discussion about uh, my dad and stepdad and their transformation and restoration before they died and and how. Anybody can experience that, and and it was one of those times, maybe like Caleb experienced, where God just kind of taps you and says, "Spend a little time here, yeah. Show a little kindness here, and I don't even remember what your question yeah. was, <laughs> but what? well, yeah. Do, do I wave it? Yeah, yeah, yes, I, I do like to interact with people, and I love those times, like I had a little while ago at the job site because. You never know. There's so much opportunity in those kind of conversations that we'll never know on this side of glory.
0: Well, and the reason why he came to you and approached you is because you were approachable. And we right. become approachable by being that way. Sure. Right? Yeah. And so what would he have done otherwise? Well, we don't know. But yeah.
1: And we, then there's the fact, there's the, the, the realistic fact. I've always told all of our team, if you're on the road running, wave at people not because it's yes it is a kind thing to do but when you wave at people next time they come by you they're going to give you a little more room they do if they just think you're some cocky runner guess what next time they're going to get a little closer and so there's there's two functions going on here when waving people while you're running but yes to your point we should all do that out of kindness and not just i don't want to get hit next time
0: yeah you you bring up a a funny story i there's a guy that lives close to me who for years literally years i mean i waved to him and he still i mean gave me no space on the side of the road i was often running off the road to get away from him (laughs) you were hitting the ditch when you saw him coming yes and he's an older guy and i'm like maybe he doesn't see me i don't know but i knew him i knew who he was he was the brother of a guy that i was really good friends with and so um but i had never met him well, eventually, I met him. He came to our church, and I met him at our church. And guess what? After that day, he never came close to me again. He gave me all this space. So you're right. It, depending on how people perceive you, yeah, depends on how sure. the, how, how they treat you on the road. Yeah, uh, we love being around positive people, and you know, it doesn't matter whether things are good or bad. We just like being around positive people. How many times do you see somebody coming when they're the they're that woe is me person, and they're mm-hmm. walking towards you, and you're like.
1: All right. So draining. Let me. It, it will drain the life out of you. Yeah. If you you, you got to keep those people at a distance because there are people who 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 look just to, to suck the life out of you. Yeah. And I'm thinking of one right now and and
0: and we don't want to be that you, person.
1: You've got to get close to them enough to them to show them kindness and the love of Christ, but don't get so close that it pulls the life out of you.
0: Yeah, yeah. And there's so we're drawn to these negative things, right? The the conspiracy theories. You know, right now, there's so many stories out there. And by the time, again, this may be settled by the time this comes out, but this whole election thing and the potential for fraud, and there's so many things out, out there. And some people just want to talk about stuff that's just not, not positive <laughs> or edifying at all. Well,
1: and I watched it for the second time this weekend. Um, my kids watched it with me. Um, the, um, the social, social dilemma. Yeah. Watched it for the second time. Now, there is some language in it, so I don't, it's not probably for everyone, but the, the, the documentary is just, I think it's spot on. You know how I think about phones and social medias for young kids. And, um, but they had a statistic in there that just blew my mind. And they said uh, the reason a lot of this, um, this stuff is going on, the disinformation, the fake news. They're they are putting so many labels on the word lie nowadays. Yeah. Because that's what it is. But nobody wants to call it a lie. Nobody wants to say that politician's lying. It's they're spreading disinformation. Well, call a spade a spade. It's a lie. We will all be better for knowing the truth. But what they were saying was that people are three times more likely, three times more likely... To believe fake news than real news. Oh my goodness,
0: that's...
1: And so there's no wonder that all this is going on because yeah. it's it's all about the clicks for yeah. media people, mm-hmm. and they know that this is three times more likely to get a click than the truth, and so that's why there's so much lying going on out there now. It's because we believe it, we yeah. believe it, and yeah. so yeah. Why is that? Why are we drawn to those negative things? I have no idea.
0: But it's a fact, isn't it? And it I is. guess maybe it just goes down back to our sinful nature. Yeah. Back to the garden, right?
1: Yeah. Right. And well, everybody loves a good story, a good conspiracy. And, you know, how many times have we played JFK through the years? And yeah. what happened there? I mean, think if that happened nowadays. Yeah. Golly. Bob. Oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs> yeah, that would be crazy. Yeah. So if you haven't become a coach by now, what are you waiting for?
1: If you've ever participated in any sport, you've probably met a great coach. Great coaches inspire us to do more than we ever thought possible. You can be the leader that helps others achieve things they never thought possible. You, yes, you have the ability and the opportunity to be that person. All you need is a heart to help people and the ability to follow a plan. The Run for God 5K Challenge will come ready to help you inspire those around you. The step-by-step guide will direct you how to plan, pray, and train people both physically and spiritually. You can help them become more fit in their health and in their walk with Christ. Share your passion. Go to runforgod.com to find out how to inspire others to accomplish big things.
0: All right, so we're back and listen. I got a pair of the super shoes.
1: You, I, <laughs> you drank the Kool-Aid.
0: I drank the Kool-Aid <laughs> and I bought a pair of the Saucony Endorphin Pros. So, I will review them here.
1: Which are the carbon plate, very much like the Nike,
0: Kipchoge. 4% yeah. whatever, yeah. All the all, new all, shoe. Yeah. Crazy. And, and just about all brands have a version of this shoe these days. Um, it, with Saucony, it happens to be called the Endorphin Pro. Um, the reason why I wound up with the Saucony one, one, I, I I usually run in Saucony shoes, but also because it was the cheapest version, too. Mm. So I'm a cheapskate Really? We all know.
1: So uh, let me just say the text that you sent, because I, I, I laughed when I saw your text. It was no, hey, how are you? Good afternoon. How are you? Your text was simply, I am 100% convinced that all the recent records were 100% because of the shoes. no buy no nothing it was just like i have to make this statement and i'm making it here and it was like a mic drop moment for you so go into that a little bit
0: absolutely so okay so i get these shoes and i try them on the store and i'm like oh they feel pretty good but the day that i bought them i had run an 18 miler that morning Mm -hmm. so i was a little bit sore it was really hard to tell because i was so stiff as it was but i thought they feel pretty good and they were comfortable and then i went and I needed to do a tempo run, and I do my tempo runs typically on the track because I like to get that constant lap by lap feedback mm-hmm. and so I go and I'm gonna do a three or four mile tempo run, and I'm going to run at a particular pace and so I warm up in my regular shoes well I put the the what I call the magic shoes on <laughs> <laughs> to to do this running and I started to run in them, and I could not believe the difference. I mean, literally, I running felt thirty percent easier to me.
1: And you're usually let me tell everybody, Dean is usually the harshest
0: critic and skeptic. So, before you actually got these, oh, I was like, yeah, I'm, maybe they help a little. Yeah. Maybe they, but I'm I was absolutely astonished and blown away. By how much I felt like they helped Now again Part of that could be could be in the brain I don't know Here's what I do know I know that my legs were dead that day That I did that workout I felt like I was going to really really struggle To get through 3 to 4 miles During the run I made the decision to go ahead and go 5 miles Because it felt that easy And And not only did I go 5 miles I went 20 seconds faster on the last mile Because I just felt good
1: And did Lane tell me correctly that for your age group, had that been a race, you might have broken the state record for that distance?
0: I was more than a minute under the state record for that distance. Yes. Wow. Um, So I don't know, (laughs) but I am 100% convinced that That 100% 100 (laughs) of these records have been because of the shoes. I mean, they just, they are that big of a difference.
1: I thought, so, so let me ask you this, because you know where I stand on technology. Now that now that it is more open to the public, more brands have it. I think Hoka has it, Saucony has it, Nike has it. I think all the big boys have it. Do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing?
0: I think it's a good thing. Anytime we get better, yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like arrow. 'Cause Because you know, there's it?
1: some purist out there who says, yeah, it, "No, we shouldn't do that." Yeah, whatever. Okay, whatever.
0: I think it's fun to get faster. Um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um by and, whatever it means. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Legally. Yeah, yeah legally. Legally. Yeah. And this is legal. Um as long as it is legal. <laughs> um but I tell you to to be just quite frank, um feeling that and now here's here's one thing that I've learned about these shoes, at least in, in the reading and stuff, and we've got to be careful. We just talked about what you read on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um you gotta be careful what you read because but but I've read several things that say The amount of help that you get from these shoes depends a lot on the type of runner that you are and the way that you run. And so based on the form that you run with, these shoes could be a big help or very basically not a help Mm -hmm. to you. So maybe me, maybe I am the perfect match for this particular shoe, and that's why it felt that good. I don't know. Um, But it probably won't be the last pair I'll own. Hmm. I'll say that. They've um, got
1: you in for 200 bucks a pop now.
0: Which is crazy, because I never... <laughs> you would
1: never have dreamed of paying that much
0: no, consistently. Nope. No way. No way. So, um, yeah. So, I recently read an article that said maybe the shoe stuff is overhyped, and that these records are that are being set, and I'm calling nope on that one. Hmm. I'm calling nope. There is too much of an overall shift in performance, and I'm telling you, it's the shoes. Wow. That's my... That's Dean's opinion. <laughs> and now you know. <laughs> Since we're on shoes, hey, how about a trivia question about shoes? We've already had one about right. shoes back a while a while ago. Let's do another one.
1: Well, let's stop for a second, okay? And let's tell them how they can win. And what the trivia qu- question? Yeah. So first of all, you have to be a Run Club member. We've we've ha- we've been having more and more and more participation here. We've actually had one lady who's won this, I think, three times now. Yep. Yep. So she is quick on the draw. She is quick. So you're going to have to be on your A game to beat her. Um, So you have to be a Run Club member, first of all. And then you have to email dean at runforgod.com with the correct answer. And for this week, you need to email your T-shirt size because we're going to give away a Run for God uh, Run Club box, which comes with a coffee mug, a copy of devotions, and a Run Club t-shirt. So you get all of that if you're the first one to get the answer to this question. Now, this podcast, we send the email out on Tuesday, but this podcast actually releases sometime in the wee hours of Monday morning. And I'm convinced that Rebecca's sitting there just refreshing her feed at (laughs) two o'clock in the morning on Monday because she is Johnny on the spot. So, I'm, I'm not trying to get somebody to beat Rebecca, but you're going to have to step your game up to beat her. So uh, so what? what's the question
0: this week? Here is the question. What was the first shoe made specifically for a sport? Um, what company made them, and what was the year? And I'll even go this far. I'll give you a hint. It was not running. It was a different sport. So check that out figure that out. Do some research. I have no clue again. This one might take a little research. And what I did learn on one of our answers to our trivia question was there was another answer to one of our trivia questions that was an accurate answer. Really? And so if you give me an answer and that answer is not exactly the one that I had in mind, but I can go back and look at the question and go, y- that fits all the parameters, then it's a correct... So it's you're correct the judge answer, and jury in this that's situation. That's right. I am judge okay. and jury. That's absolutely
1: right. Okay. But again, it has to be 've had we keep having people send answers to customer service at runforgod.com. they'll send it through Facebook Messenger it has to be emailed to Dean at runforgod.com. that's actually Dean's real email address by the way it's yeah. not some fake email address we have for just this question so there again if you're a run club member and you got questions shoot them an email I think you get quite
0: a few every week yeah. just send them people s- asking stuff send them along with the the in- answer to the question yeah yeah uh, all right, so here is why running is so awesome this week. And I can't believe we haven't mentioned this yet, but podcasts. Yeah. I mean, you listen to podcasts while you're sure. walking, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I listen to podcasts. That's how I catch up. I listen to three hours of podcasts a day, basically, Monday through Thursday. There's three hours. There's three guys, probably more like two and a half hours total. But I, I get all that in in one way or another, and a lot of it I get done during running. So I'm scared to ask this, but outside of
1: the Run for God podcast, which I do listen to every Monday morning, what's your top two podcast?
0: I love Ben Shapiro. I, okay. just, I That's I, I listen to Ben Shapiro, and and I, I'm becoming a huge fan of the Megan Kelly podcast. Megan Kelly podcast so yours are both political both political yeah okay now do listen to the Unashamed podcast too sometimes
1: see Unashamed is my it's my number one yeah outside of Run for God and it's if you don't know who it is it's the the Robertson clan from from Duck Dynasty they're just incredible men of God they are say what you want about the show it's just an entertaining
0: podcast and they are not afraid to share their opinion they are
1: unashamed (laughs) and then Dave Ramsey yeah. I'm, a, I'm a Dave Ramsey fan. I love Dave Ramsey. I I love the commotion that he causes. So that's <laughs> that's my top two. I think Lane, Lane's it's it's funny to hear everybody's favorites. Yeah. Um, because some some people like really long ones. Like people have kinda criticized us for that ours isn't long enough, which kinda blows my mind that somebody will want to hear you and I sit here and Bless em. dialect with each other for that long. Uh but some people like really long ones. I don't. About forty, forty five minutes is kind of my cut off um but yeah podcast one,
0: one thing we know for sure the best podcast out there is the run for god run club podcast. absolutely studies have shown it absolutely but it's
1: the the best it may not be the number one yet but it's the best
0: it's not yet right not Yet we're not gonna yet. get there we're gonna yeah i think Shapiro's like i don't know uh, i don't even know how many 30 million people or something like oh we're that close now. yeah we're we're <laughs> <laughs> We're knocking on the door. Uh, the motivational thought of the week. This comes from Eddie Rickenbacker. If you don't know who Eddie Rickenbacker is, he was a World War One pilot. He was also a race car driver before that. He was also um, one of the pioneers in the airline industry. And uh, I just love this quote, and it's not really it's not really running related. I just like it, mm-hmm. and I, I get I got this out of my American Patriot Bible, mm-hmm. um, and I think with all this stuff. I Been reading that Bible a little more often recently because of all the political stuff that's going on. I want to stay grounded Mm -hmm. in the biblical side of, of politics. And so this is what Eddie Rickenbacker said I pray to God every night of my life to be given the strength and power to continue my efforts to inspire. In others, the interest, the obligation, and the responsibilities that we owe to this land for the sake of future generations, for my boys and girls, so that we can always look back when the candle of life burns low and say, thank God I have contributed my best to the land that contributed so much to me.
1: Wow. Great quote.
0: Good um, uh, American kind of pride statement there. From Eddie Rickenbacker, yeah, and regardless of what some people say, I don't, I don't. There's not a lot that gets me torn up, but when people say that we don't live in the greatest country on earth, it tears me up. Yeah, because that is simply not true, and it is also simply true and a fact that this country was built on the roots of of biblical principles. principles. Yeah, um, that the, the original pilgrims that came here came here to escape. Religious persecution, so that they were free to worship. It is very, very clear. You have to twist things an awful lot not to not to believe sure. that our country was founded on Christian principles. Well uh, said. Yeah. And so now, now let's say this, and I, I'll go to this side because there are some people who will 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 fuss a little bit about that. We have black marks in this country. Sure. Absolutely. There's no question about it. We have more than more than one or two right. black marks. But the way the Constitution of the United States is written, it's written in such a way that it corrects those problems over time. And it has in every case. Um, And so this being November and it being by the time this airs, very close to Thanksgiving, I'm thankful for that. Absolutely. Well said, Dean. All right. So, hey, again, if you haven't joined Run Club yet, you need to join Run Club. You need to check out all the stuff we have involved there. We have videos. We have training plans. We have podcasts. We have things that will uplift you and make you feel good about your running and will edify you and motivate you to want to get out there and run. Um, We have weekly texts. You know, we have this thing. I send out texts. I just saw somebody. I don't know if I saw a video or I saw something recently where somebody said they got this text And it lifted them up. And they were talking about the text that we send out from Run For God. Really? And so it was really, really cool to see that people are being lifted up. And if you want to be a part of that, if you want your running to be a little bit easier to get out the door, Mm -hmm. to be a little bit more excited about your running every day or running three times a week or however often it is, then you need to become a Run For God Run Club member. Mm -hmm. And it costs just 27 cents a day. 27 cents a day. You know what's really cool, though? And
1: and I'm going to be, I'm going to give myself up a little here. I, I tend to multitask sometimes when we're doing these podcasts. Checking my email. During this podcast, we've had five people join Run Club.
0: Man! During
1: this podcast. Now, we've been here an hour and a half longer than we're supposed to be. <laughs> Join! Don't wait. If you're saying I'm going to do the the couch to marathon, I've always wanted to do that, sign up today. Yes, we're starting January 17th, but there's plenty for you here today to start getting fed from all these people in Run Club. If you get on this Facebook page, you're going to see what I'm talking about. These names of these people, of the videos that we're posting, these are household names. And everybody in Run Club, everybody knows the name Angie Hawkins. Yep. i'm gonna put a shout out to angie Maybe. everybody knows her name because she's so active and she's she's just very transparent on, on on the group and man and we've and we've got
0: hundreds just like her i was gonna say we can and name we want, a bunch of other names we off want top you of to be one of those absolutely yep so hey may god bless every step of every run go out there and shine your light good job dean
1: For more information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.